We are super glad that you are here once again, and we are finishing up a, a week of VBS that went spectacularly. And uh, as you know, we've had a VBS series, a sermon series that kind of led up to VBS, where we explored each of the lessons that our kids uh, explored this last week. And um, we decided to do a little bonus uh, of that this week and uh, give you a little bonus taste of our VBS week. Uh, by the way, the kids can go. I'm sorry, I should have done that right away. Uh, kids, uh, there are, there's kids programming down the hall. If you'll just go to the foyer, turn right. Um, stuff for you down there. I should have done that right away, and I forgot. So thank you. Um, but our theme week uh, for the week was focus. And uh, this, is, this is a tagline that we said with the kids Every day, faith is trusting in what you can't see because of what you can see. Uh, and it comes from Hebrews chapter 12. Um, would you say that with me? Faith, trusting in what you can't see because of what you can see. One more time. Faith, trusting in what you can't see because of what you can see. And so, uh, to give our little bonus uh, lesson today, I've invited a couple of our lesson teachers from this last week, J.C. Cousins and Kelly Toll, our resident scientists, and we're going to go all the way back to that very first week where we, where we said, look at what God has made. Look at what God has made. And Kelly and J.C. Uh, had an uh, incredible uh, kind of different uh, class time, and so I invited them to come and share, and this might be the first time ever that somebody has preached a sermon in tie-dye, Stacy, uh, Kelly, and JC. So come, please. Oh, yeah. Would you welcome Kelly and JC? Good morning, everybody. As just. Sorry. We're excited as, to see you. As Dusty said, I am JC Cousins. This is Kelly Toll. In a couple of weeks, we will begin our 10th year of teaching middle school science, seventh grade. Together. The, yes, together. 28th year here. <laughs> 10 together. Um, and Kelly and I have both been lesson teachers for VBS for lots of years, but this has been the first time that we've been able to team teach. Um, so it was a really fun lesson to get together for us. Um, science is a way of looking at the world around us. And so it made sense for us for day one, which was focusing on what you can see to learn about God, to bring science into it. Um, and so we want to invite you to kind of suspend your adulthood for a little bit, um, because we want to present this lesson like we did to the kids. Um, as a lesson teacher, um, the VBS lesson teachers will teach five lessons a day from two years old up to going into fifth grade. So we've got a wide range um, of ages in our lesson rooms. The twos and threes we have for 15 minutes. The older kids we have for 25 minutes. Um, and so that's a big, big age group of kids. So um, we have kind of learned to bring in some science to that to grab their attention um, and to hopefully convey the message that we want to. Um, this week for us was focusing on what you can see and that helps us learn more about God. So I will, um, we're gonna go ahead and get ready. So welcome to day one of VBS.
Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I'm making amazing discoveries over here. This is so amazing. Oh, oh man. Wow. You, can, you should see what I see. This is awesome. Oh, oh, good morning. I didn't hear you guys come in. It's so nice to see you all. Welcome to our science lab. This is Miss Cousins. I'm Mrs. Toll. And we're so happy to have you here today. We are making amazing discoveries in our science lab. You should see some of the things that we've discovered. It's fabulous. It's amazing. Uh, you know, what we've learned is that when we focus on what we can see, we begin to notice things that we've never even noticed before. But you know what? Before we go any farther, we're going to take a minute and go through our memory verse for the week. We did this with the kids all week, and so let's, I'm going to have you guys do it with us. Um, but it seems though, as though some of the words are missing. Uh, in fact, there are emojis in the place. Does anyone know what we should say for that first emoji? Let us. Let us. Get it? <laughs> Let us. Okay, so it goes like this. We'll probably say it twice so you guys can learn it. This is Hebrews 12, 2a. It says, Let us keep looking to Jesus. He is the one who started this journey of faith, and he is the one who completes this journey of faith. Hebrews 12, 2a. All right, so I want you all to do it with me. You guys are, you know, our VBS kids today. So, you got to get your hands ready. Here we go. Let us keep looking to Jesus. He is the one who who started this journey of faith, and he is the one who completes this journey of faith. Hebrews 12, 2a. Now, let's get back to where I was. Oh, yes, yes. We were talking about making amazing discoveries and noticing things. Well, here's the thing. We can't see God, so how can we focus on him? How do we know that his way is the best way to live? How do we focus on God? Maybe we can begin by looking at the things that he made. The Apostle Paul wrote in a letter to the Romans. Um, if you don't know about Paul, Paul was not one of the original disciples. The 12 disciples are friends of Jesus, but he had an amazing encounter with Jesus that changed his life. And he ended up spending the rest of his life after that point teaching other people the gospel. And one of the ways that he did that was encouraging people through letters. In fact, Paul wrote over half of the New Testament. Um, and we're going to read a scripture um, from a letter that he wrote to the church in Rome. It's Romans 1.20. Ever since the world was created, it has been possible to see the qualities of God that are not seen. I'm talking about his eternal power and about the fact that he is God. Those things can be seen in what he has made, so people have no excuse for what they do. 
Paul was basically saying, do you want to know how big and powerful God is? Just look around. You can see all of the amazing creations that he made, and that can focus us on God, who we can't see. So let's look at some of God's creations. Okay, this is, I purposely put up a Kansas sunset. I know we're called a flyover state, but if you've ever seen a Kansas sunset, you know that's not true. Um, our sun, I'm going to throw a little bit of science in here. Our sun is just an average star. Um, it is medium in color, or sorry, medium in size, medium in temperature, and it is a yellow star. Um, not that special when we look at other stars in our universe, other than the fact that it makes life possible on Earth, you know, that little part. I wanted to throw in just how much power and energy that the sun emits. So the sun is powered by a process called nuclear fusion. Um, atoms of hydrogen fuse together to make an atom called helium, and that releases amazing amounts of energy. In one second, the power output of the sun is 3.8 times 10 to the 22nd, 26th joules. In comparison, the entire energy usage of planet Earth in one year is about 3.9 times 10 to the 20th joules. So the energy output of the sun in one second is about 100,000 times greater than all of, energy, all of Earth's energy consumption in one year. God created that, and we see it in sunsets. God also created oceans. Oceans cover about 70% of Earth's land surface, but 94% of Earth's water is contained in the oceans, and 94% of all life on Earth is found in the ocean. We have, um, as humans, we have explored about 5% of Earth's oceans. God also created mountains. Uh, you probably know that the highest mountain on Earth is Mount Everest at about 29,000 feet, five and a half miles. Did you know that there is a bigger mountain in our solar system? It's on Olympus, or it's on Mars. It's called Olympus Mons. It is 72,000 feet high, about 14 miles. God also created rabbits, <laughs> tiny little animals. Um, did you know that there are about 29 of rabbits in the world, which make up just a small fraction of the total number of mammal species in the world, estimated to be at just under 6,500. God also made huge animals. This is the blue whale. It is the largest known species of animal to have ever lived on Earth. Um, in the left-hand corner, you might see a little dot there. That is a scuba diver um, beside a blue whale. Blue whales are, can grow up to 100 feet in length. Their tongue alone can weigh more than an elephant, and their heart can be as big as a small automobile. God also made spiders. Um, <laughs> uh, even things that might scare us, God made. Um, there are estimated to be about 45,000 different species of spiders. Spider webs, one strand of spider web is five times stronger than steel um, of the same size. Hey, 
Also, did you know they say, this is one of those, they say, you are never more than 10 feet away from a spider, yeah. ever. Sorry about that. Look around. God didn't just make uh, the world around us and animals. He also made, of course, humans. He made me. He made you. He made every person that's ever walked on the face of the earth. So think about what is your favorite thing that God made. This is where we asked the kids, and they came up with amazing answers. <laughs> Most of them said puppies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we can see all of those things. Um, but there are some things that are so big, and they are pretty tough to see. I mean, I love this beautiful uh, picture of space, and there's all kinds of little uh, dots in there. <laughs> I love that. It is amazing. Um, in fact, I, I'm wondering what that, the smaller of the big dots is. Everyone, I want you to really focus on that, and let's see if we can see what it is, okay? Really, I mean, really focus. No, nope, there's nothing. But you know, there are tools that we can use that help us, that help us focus. So we have things like this right here, this telescope. Um, when the planets aligned earlier in the year, um, we pulled this out and we could see. So using a telescope like this, a tool, we can actually see that that tiny dot was Jupiter, where boys come from, because <laughs> they're stupider. All right, never mind. Girls come from Mars because we like to eat candy bars. Um, I, I think that's the way it goes. So this is Jupiter. It is amazing. The fifth planet from the sun, Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, asteroid belt, Jupiter, the largest planet in our solar system. It's amazing. Um, it has a whole bunch of moons. We actually haven't discovered how many, but it's up around 78. It has four large moons, and they are the ones that you can see fairly well with an amateur telescope like this. Um, this eyeball-looking thing right there is called the Great Red Spot. It is a giant hurricane, or they call it sometimes a hurricane, sometimes a cyclone, but it's massive, and it's been brewing ever since we've been able to see Jupiter up close. It's a big old storm. In fact, it's large enough that if you laid three Earths, three and a half Earths side by side, that they would fit inside that storm. Over a thousand Earths would fit inside of Jupiter. It's a massive planet. And using a tool like a telescope, you can see it. That's so cool. Uh, we could also see things like this. Wow. <laughs> that is actually just a big, giant cloud of gas and dust in space. It's called a nebula. 
and it's beautiful. It's fabulous. We could also see something like this. Hmm. Yes, I heard it. That is a black hole. A black hole is an area in space with gravity so intense that nothing, not even light, can escape its gravity. And at this point, the kids were completely fascinated and worried a little bit about black holes. But they are beautiful. The area around a black hole is called the event horizon. And once you breach that, then you're kind of in trouble. They're very far away from us, um, and so no need to worry. We're, we're all okay. But scientists are actually able to watch black holes swallow up galaxies. It's crazy. So God made things that are so big that we um, kind of have our, a hard time wrapping our minds around. He also made things that are so small that, again, it's hard to wrap our mind around. Um, Kelly, Miss Toll talked about a telescope. There's another tool that scientists use called a microscope. Um, I have some here on the stage. There's one back there. Microscopes are used to see things that are too small to see uh, with our naked eye. So I'm going to throw some slides up here um, and have you kind of try to uh, guess what we're looking at. Any guesses? This is actually the surface of a human tongue. Um, so we have between 2,000 and 4,000 taste buds. Um, and tongues are unique to each human, just like fingerprints. Uh, but how cool is it that not only did God love us enough to just give us this amazing creation, but he put things like taste buds on our tongues so that we can enjoy the food that we eat. Amen. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, what do we have next? Mm. What's that? This is the surface of a smile. This is the surface of a tooth. Uh, the enamel on uh, teeth surface is actually the hardest substance in the body. Um, and we don't think about our teeth being that rough, but when you look at it under a microscope, there it is. All right, next. I think I hear some kids. They yeah. know. Yeah, they saw it. It's so fun. These are the eyes of a housefly. Um, Houseflies have compound eyes, so unlike us, we can do this with our eyes. We can go up and down and move them all around. Um, if you have teenagers, you know they, you know, do the eye roll thing. <laughs> Flies can't do that. Uh, flies' eyes do not move, but because of all, they have like 360 60 lenses, and because of that, they can see in all directions. Um, so that's why it's hard to swat a fly, because they can see us coming without turning their heads or moving their eyes. All right, one more. Yeah, I heard it. Um, this is hair from a human head. Fun Jesus once said that God counts every hair on our head. In other words, God knows exactly how many hairs are on your head. He made you completely unique, and he knows everything about you. He cares about all the details of our lives, even the hairs on our head. 
All right, let's go to the next slide, Joanne. So let's recap the story real quick. God made really big things, bigger than we can imagine. Our solar system seems so massive, and yet it's actually quite small in space. The, the thing that there is the most of in space is space, a massive amount of empty space. And God made all of that. And it makes you realize that God loves all the details, the giant details, and he also loves the little details. He cares about all of it. Next slide. So, when it comes to space, we know that God is big and powerful. And he's big enough to handle the, the problems in our lives that seem massive. He can handle those. We also know... We can also look at the smallest details of God's creation and remember that he cares about everything. Uh, the slides that we looked at uh, were with a compound light microscope. Um, and we were looking at things that are super small, but there's a special type of microscope called a scanning electron microscope uh, that we don't have up here. They cost about $300,000. <laughs> we don't have them at our science lab either at the middle huh. school. Scanning electron microscopes can see to the atomic level. Um, so cells, if you, if you remember your science lesson, cells are the basic building block of living things. Um, in a human body, there's about 100 trillion cells, so tons, and they're really small. Um, we, with our seventh graders, though, we look at a cheek cell, um, and you can see a cell with a compound light microscope. Atoms are the basic building block of matter, so way, way smaller. There's 100 trillion cells in our body. In one cell, there's about 100 trillion atoms. God made all of it. He cares about every detail from the very smallest thing uh, to our entire universe. So we need to focus on what we can see. When your world seems blurry, when something happens that makes you feel frustrated or confused, just remember, focus on what you can see. And that helps us focus on the God of the universe. So, we are going to take a minute and focus on some things that we can't see until we can see them by doing a few science experiments. So, Miss Cousins is going to help me move this table forward. So, if we ask you before service to be a volunteer, you can go ahead and make your way to the stage. All right. So, um, there... It's not anything really in these flasks here, um, except for this one. This one has a crazy chemical in it called H2O. All right. But these guys are going to help me do an experiment, okay? And we're going to turn nothing into something. And then maybe we'll even turn it into nothing again. I don't know. Let's try it. You know, when you're doing something like this, you always worry it won't work. All right, here we go. Four scientists created quite a commotion when I asked them to create a potion. 
Into four flasks went the scientific brew. And into a rage, the first scientist shrieked. She said, there is no science in this drink. For it to be science, it needs to be pink. The second scientist laughed. <laughs> Don't worry, the science is here. And asked you to pour into number two. The third scientist said, we need more. And he gave his flask to scientist number four. <laughs> and now we have two glasses of pink. But no one asked me what I think. I will use my scientific powers to make it clear, be gone pink, disappear. All right, Kels, put yours in the far one. Wow. You too, Casey. This is where, yes, put yours in there. Did it. All right. All right. Thank you guys. You are amazing. Let me just tell you, just in a nutshell, um, a little bit about this. First of all, I want to ask you guys was this magic or was it science? It was science. It was a little bit of science. This really was just water, by the way. Sometimes in my science class, I'm like, what is this? And then I take a drink of it. <laughs> like, um, but in these two flasks, I put a base, like as in the opposite of an acid. It was ammonia. I got to make sure I don't say pneumonia. It was ammonia, the cleaning stuff. It's a, it's a basic substance. In these two, I put an indicator that indicates the presence of a base. It's called phenolphthalein. And so, when we mixed them, they, the indicator indicated the presence of a base. So, how did we make the pink disappear? Anyone? We actually neutralized the, the base by putting an acid in here. Just a, a simple acetic acid vinegar. vinegar. And so, we made it disappear because we neutralized it. So... We were able to focus on nothing and make something and then, again, make nothing. So, there's that one. Do you want to do it right here? Let's yeah. just move these. All right, we've got one more for you. I'll get one. I got these two. Okay. <laughs> 
Uh, so this, we don't make a sprinkler go off. <laughs> so this is called a flaming dollar bill, but we wanted to um, make it a little more thrilling. So we've got a flaming hundred dollar bill today. Took it straight Lord, out. Lord, please help this experiment go well. I took it straight out of the joy box. This no, just kidding. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I did not. Um, so we have had this hundred dollar bill uh, soaking here in this liquid uh, about forty five minutes, probably. I'm going to take it out. We're going to clamp it. Kelly's going to put on some safety goggles because she doesn't trust me. <laughs> She's going to clamp it in, and then I'm going to light it on fire, and hopefully it will burn while leaving the $100 bill intact. So might need a little bit of a drum roll. Voila! So, how this works, let me tell you the science behind it. Uh, there was something in uh, this dish that you could not see called isopropyl alcohol or rubbing alcohol. Also water. So equal parts uh, rubbing alcohol and water. One of the chemical properties of rubbing alcohol is it is highly flammable. It also has a high evaporation rate. So, as I pulled the dollar bill out, clamped it, when I lit it, what was actually burning? The alcohol. When the alcohol was gone, what was left on the dollar bill? Water. Is water flammable? No, thank goodness, because that's what firefighters use, right, <laughs> to put out fires. So, something you could not see, but it was there, um, and that has been the focus of our lesson. We can know God, we can learn about God, even though we can't see God, we can focus on the things that he created. So, next slide. I, what we will do now is we're going to close with a word of prayer, and I think we might have some special guests come to the stage here in a minute. Um, and so, if you will, hold your hands up like this, and then clasp them right here, and bring them down. We did that all week. Father God, we love you so much. Uh, we can't see you. But every day, every day, Lord, we see the things that you made. We see the giant things that are so big, but Lord, we know that you made them, and you're bigger and more powerful, and you care about the big things in our lives. And Lord, we, we know that there are tiny little things that make up everything we see. And Lord, we know that you care about even the tiniest little details, like how many hairs are on our heads or giving us taste buds. Thank you for loving us so much. And uh, I pray, Lord, that you will help us focus on you daily. In your son's name I pray, amen.